Hi, I'm Aldias and Medium, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I want to try to bring religion and spirituality closer together, and this is what this pod is all about. I will talk about my own thoughts and feelings as I am both LDS and have spiritual gifts, something that I've had my whole life, but I always thought that it was hard to combine these gifts with my religion. This has torn me into two directions, and I have talked to many people who feel the same way. I can't choose not to have my spiritual gifts, but I can choose how I use them, and I always want to use them for good and to help others. I believe my heavenly parents gave them to me for a reason. So, this is me. Join my quest for knowledge. Episode 7, Part 2 So last episode we covered that men are mostly content in their marriages, and women crave for something more. For men, respect is the most important ingredient for their happiness, and women need female groups around them in order for them to thrive. So the next part of chapter 7 is named, If It Ain't Broke. Mark Gunger starts off with the following. When a man falls in love with a woman, his thoughts go something like this. I love her. She's great. In fact, she's perfect. I love her just the way she is, and I hope she never changes. On the other hand, When a woman falls in love with a man, her thoughts are generally something like this. I love him, he's great, but he really needs some work. He explains it, like women like to work on relationships, all relationships. So for us, working on something is what we do. It's a lifelong thing. We work on our relationships with our parents, siblings, children and friends. Great relationships takes time and you put in effort and you change and compromise, aka You work on it. Men, however, work on their work. They earn money. Hence, they work. But in the marriage, there should be no work. So the notion on working on a marriage makes a man cringe away. When a woman tells a man she wants to work on the relationship, the words the men hear is, I need you to change. And since most men love their wives the way they are, they want the same thing in return, to be loved for who they are and not having to change themselves in order to earn love. In a research done by Maggie Gallagher and Linda Waite, they found out that married men are happier, healthier, and makes more money than single men, and they live longer than single men. So working on the marriage doesn't necessarily mean changing your personality. But as with the diamond, we women like to bring out the sparkle. And in the process of making our husbands into diamonds, We need to be careful not to do so in a way that hurts their egos. Those can be quite frail, we learned earlier in the chapter. Or in a way that can be seen as disrespectful. I would like to add critical, since men don't respond well to insults or criticism. But we women need to be strong in our self-esteem and our integrity. When the wild, wild west was just wild, the men lived their life, and the only women there was there in the brothels. It took strong, confident women with high morals and high standards to tame the men of the Wild West. They did not give in or coax or live codependent. They were strong and stood in their power without being masculine, expecting men to show up their best. And they did, and the West was tamed. I'm going with a quote now. When men are not held to the fire of a relationship discipline, They take advantage of all the freedom women afford them and in the end, they will abandon their women and children, either emotionally or physically, in the pursuit of their own personal pleasure. That hit hard. Because in my marriage, I did not put up any boundaries. He could pretty much come and go as he pleased, 
travel as he pleased and spend his money as he pleased. I thought I was giving him freedom, the freedom he needed, but I ended up being left with the children. It made so much sense when I read this. I don't really want to change. I like giving people I love freedom, but like we will learn soon, in the case of any unconditional love, there has to be conditional relationship, and I have learned this the hard way. He then continued to say that we live in a wild west of our own, but mostly because we women, out of guilt and need and low self-esteem, raise our boys to continue to stay boys and never have to grow into men because we cater to their every need while not asking for anything in return. I am so guilty of that too. I feel almost embarrassed in how I've lived my life, and now I'm stuck in cleaning and doing laundry while the kids play Xbox and holler, Mom, when's the food ready? Boys do not get inspired to become men by being smothered with kindness. That truth also hit hard. This is so me. Or the me I'm really trying to evolve into the strong woman he described earlier. I will have to picture myself as Calamity Jane or something. What will get boys to stop being boys is a generation of healthy, confident women who rise up and demand that the males in their lives become men. So we really need to focus on getting our young women strong, confident, and self-assured to turn this around. We have let the men become more of accessories to the family in today's society. But men are supposed to guarantee the welfare and safety of their wives and children. Since men in all ages have been the providers and protectors of the family, if we take that away from them, we leave them without an identity. So we need to honor that within them. People who understand influence don't need to emotionally threaten anyone. Whining and criticizing do not produce real men. Challenge and respect do. If you want to challenge him, you need to treat him with the respect you, the man you believe he's capable of becoming, just like God does. Seize the potential and nourishes that with the right amount of challenge that makes them become what he knew they had the potential to become. I have been told I don't fall for the man, I fall for the potential. I just haven't learned this challenge and respect formula before. The women of the Wild West didn't whine or cry or blame or threaten. They took a hold. They took a stance. You want me? You behave in a way worthy of me. I must say I really like this way of thinking. But that requires a lot of self-work, I have come to realize. The women who were greatly valued and respected by men were the ones who greatly valued and respected themselves. So, the woman of my past, not so much, but the woman I am today is on her way there. The men that behave do so because their woman won't tolerate any misbehavior. I never skipped school growing up. Why? Because dad would kill me. Not literally, but I was scared enough of him not to do anything he would disapprove of. Mark contemplates why he does what he does, and the reason is, if he's out of line, his wife will kill him. It's pretty much the same idea. Even though he knows she won't kill him, he writes, what she would not do is continue to take care of me, making love to me, and otherwise make life comfortable for me, while I continue to treat her irresponsibly and neglectfully, and he would most likely come home to a locked house with a new set of locks on them. Women stay too long in relationships that do not serve them, due to financial stress and fear of living alone forever. And I get that. When I was left alone, the financial stress really hurt me bad, and still do, but I am no longer afraid of living alone. I've come to cherish it, 
Even though you know I really don't like being single, I really love being single. Does it make sense? I love exploring me and my thoughts and likes and dislikes. I love spending time by myself, but I have this inner longing to belong still. He goes on saying that women wait too long. We wait and wait and wait until we lose our emotions before we act on it. And by then, we are emotionally shut off and there is no way to make the relationship survive. He gives an example of a woman whose husband started to disconnect and she came to him worried and he asked her, "Do you still love him?" and she said, "Yes." He said, "Pack up your kids and go to your parents' house." She questioned the Christian aspect to that approach and I love his answer. Christians are to be the salt and light of the world. Salt preserves and prevent rot. Light dispels darkness. You are trying to salt and light your home. Need I say that she took his advice and it took an hour or so before her husband came, and she waited a few days to come home and they are still together 20 some years later. But in the event, she took a stand without whining, demeaning or criticize. She just simply stated, "I will not tolerate this destructive behavior towards me or our children." And the quiet message I feel is, "Man up or get out." This is my journey. Thank you so much for keeping me company today. Please download, like, share and subscribe and help spread the light and spread the word to expand our community. Let's bring more love, peace and unity to this world. Take care of yourself and your loved ones. Always be grateful, kind and loving. Be brave and remember to step out of your comfort zone and smile. If you support us on Patreon, you will get access to our meditations and extra materials so you can download them as MP3. Also, we now have a Facebook group which you can access from our Facebook community. Please answer the questions as you apply to participate. It will be a safe haven where we can keep discussing religion and spirituality, our spiritual gifts and self-development. Remember, one person can make a difference, but together we can change the world.